in two weeks, we'll be coming here, probably with a little bit of a sugar rush. We'll have chocolate around our mouths and hopefully a little bit of joy in our hearts. Anyone know we'll be arriving like that? So bonus points to Barbara for Resurrection Sunday rather than calling it Easter Sunday. So uh, in two weeks' time, it's Resurrection Sunday. One or two of us may be expecting some chocolate eggs or what other pagan gifts we like to uh, give each other. Um, and we're celebrating the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead. Um, and it's kind of an annual reminder for Christians. We're not told to do it every year in the Bible. We're told to celebrate every Sunday like that. But it is uh, a practice that Christians have enjoyed for uh, well over a thousand years um, that we remind ourselves that Jesus rose again. And it's a reminder that God loves us. It's a reminder that God works in us to serve other people. We're not here to get what we can now for ourselves. It's a reminder that we don't have to fear death, that the end of life is not the end, but it's actually a new beginning as we look forward to uh, his kingdom coming fully. Now, Resurrection Sunday didn't come out of nowhere. It wasn't like, bam, suddenly, uh, without warning, something happened. It's part of a beautifully crafted story. And we have four gospel books that tell us, uh, the, uh, tell us something of that story. Anyone know the four gospel books that tell us the story? Excellent. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us the story that leads up to that moment. It is carefully done by God, carefully orchestrated to climax in Jesus' death and resurrection. Now today... It's Passion Sunday. Everyone say passion. passion. Today is Passion Sunday. And through the ages, the church has historically looked at the account we read earlier. Do you remember the story we had of the sinful woman coming to Jesus and pouring the perfume over his feet? That is what is normally read out on Passion Sunday. And so we have this encounter of Jesus and someone that struggled to be good. And as we finish this morning, I want to end with three simple questions. Three simple questions that we need to ask ourselves as we read about this encounter with Jesus. I don't know whether you've noticed, but there are some sad things going on in the world at the moment. Can anyone name me something sad that's going on in the world at the moment? The war in Ukraine is very sad. Anything else? COVID is another thing. We've got people missing this morning because of COVID. And they, um, we, in our own country, we've got people struggling with poverty and addiction and violence. And then in the wider world, there's all sorts of things going on. The war in Ukraine is not the only war going on. There are famines and droughts and all sorts of different evils. But did you know the world 
is falling apart because of us. Because everyone on this planet looks out for themselves. Everyone is greedy to some extent. Everyone is proud. No one wants to be last. We all want to be the first one with the answers. We want to be the one with the answers rather than the failures. All of us are jealous of other people. All of us are arrogant and think we're something. Every one of here, anyone, every one of us is a liar. Every one of us has had hate in our hearts. Every one of us is argumentative. Every one of us gossips. Every one of us has sinned at some point or other. Everyone say sin. This lady that uh, uh, comes in uninvited into this uh, important leader's house, she invites us to look at ourselves. She invites us to say, do we realize that we are the problem? Do we realize that we've got sin in our hearts? Do we realize that God doesn't come first in our lives? And as we go on, I wonder if you've noticed that we can't just seem to overcome our bad habits. We can't just overcome our selfishness. That whatever different technique we employ, we keep going back to being selfish. We keep going back to being envious. We keep lying again and again, and we can't seem to do anything about it. And it continues with little children snatching and lying to old people hurting each other with their fists and their words. The world is racked with people that can't control the uh, evil in their hearts. But then Jesus steps on to the scene. Jesus is perfect. Jesus never gave in to that sin that we keep giving into. Jesus beat this selfishness throughout his entire life. And let me tell you, if someone has successfully beaten sin all their life, isn't he the one that we should go to for help? Isn't he the expert that knows how to overcome these things? Now, most people on this planet are like those important leaders. And in fact, Probably some people in this room are like those important leaders. We think our selfishness is not a big deal. We think, well, there's a lot of worse people out there. I'm not a murderer. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not Putin. But the truth is, all of us have got sin in our hearts, and all of us have got evil inside, and all of us need help. Others in this room have learned to respond like that lady. We have found that Jesus is the only answer because everyone else is contaminated by the same things we are. He is the only one who lived beautifully and perfectly. And suddenly we found Jesus is the answer. Now, 
I want you to imagine in your mind's eye, there's a tornado coming for Bubis. You have to leave your house and your bedroom and you have to escape. And I want you to, uh, I want you to answer, what one thing would you rescue as the tornado came? And you can shout out, what one thing would you rescue from your house? Ah, oh, we're full of love there. Um, that isn't the answer that uh, some of the longer married couples seem to be coming out with. Um, what else would you rescue from your house? Photos, very good. Pets, excellent. Children are left behind, but the pets get rescued. <laughs> Coffee machine, very good. That's a good answer. Important document. Spot the adult in the room. So for 2,000 years, for 2,000 years, followers of Jesus, people who've seen his uh, beauty and his power, they've asked themselves, what can they give to Jesus. Now, people that don't think they're big sinners, people that think their sins are little, they only give a little bit. They only give a little prayer. They only uh, uh, go to church on a Sunday uh, for as little time as possible. They, they only give a little bit of money and only give a little bit of time. They see how little that they can give because they're not thankful in their hearts. But this woman, she knew she was a sinner and she was thankful to her heart burst. Everyone say thankful. thankful. As this most important day on the Christian calendar approaches, as Resurrection Sunday comes in a couple of weeks, I want us to ask ourselves this third and final question on the uh, projector. Have we given Jesus everything? Have we realized that we are the problem? Have we realized that Jesus is the solution? And are our hearts so full of thankfulness that we are going to give him anything, everything? So this, this morning I want to challenge you uh, for you to ask yourself, what is your bottle of perfume? What is your treasure? What is the most important thing in your life? And have you given it away to Jesus? Perhaps it's your time. Your time is too precious. You've got too many responsibilities. You can't possibly give some to Jesus. Jesus wants your time. Perhaps you've got your energy. You've only got a little bit and you, uh, it's divided too uh, finely as it is. Jesus wants your energy. Perhaps it's your money. Perhaps it's something else. So this morning I want to challenge you. What is your perfume? What are you going to give to Jesus? And let me promise you this. If you give generously, if you give Jesus everything, Jesus sees your gift and says it's beautiful. Everyone say beautiful. beautiful. And what happens is the gift that you give brightens both heaven and earth and your fragrance fills the land. Please bow your heads and I'll close in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for Passion Sunday leading up to Resurrection Sunday. We thank you for this story of this woman that knew she struggled and knew she needed you and gave you everything you, she had. Heavenly Father, I pray for each one of us. God, I pray that we would see the seriousness of the darkness of, in our hearts, that we would see that you, Jesus, are the only solution. And Lord God, I pray as we look at you, as you help us overcome the darkness, as you lead us into light. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would be able to give you everything, that we wouldn't hold anything back, that our thankfulness would launch out into us laying everything at your feet. Lord God, I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen.